Welcome to the From Overwhelmed to Fulfilled podcast, where it's all about moving out of overwhelm and into fulfillment in your relationships, your business, your finances, your health. I'm your host, Selena Kipnis, a certified life coach and yoga teacher trainer. Episode number 16, A Neglected Life. So welcome to episode number 16. How are you? And I'm not saying it in the typical greeting that really means hi, when people are like, hey, how are you? But they're really just saying hi. I really want to know, like, how are you? And if you're on my email list, you know that sometimes I'll send an email just asking you, how are you? And a lot of you respond to me, which I love because then we're able to connect. And I don't feel like I'm just here recording a podcast and I don't know the listeners out there. Like I know you guys because you tell me what's going on with you in your life. And I never share any of that. That's always confidential. But I do use the themes, the common themes to inform podcast content and to really just see like what are the needs. Um, so thank you for doing that. And really send me an email to selinakipnis at gmail.com and let me know what's up with you, what you like to hear on the podcast. Um, the reviews also really help with that. So if you have a minute, please leave a review. It helps me to see what's working and what you want to hear. And it also helps to get the podcast out to more people because it is still such a new podcast, even though we've been going a while together now, which is fun, 16 weeks. So let's dive in, okay? This episode, we are really going to bring awareness to the current quality of your life. Are you neglecting your life or certain parts of your life or fulfilling your life? And then we're going to look at creating a fruitful life in all the areas from career to relationship and all the areas in between. And finally, we're going to look at the one skill that is absolutely required to live a fulfilled life in this season. And we always talk about, you know, this season because it's the season, okay? Things change, we change, and we're talking about now in this season. And so I invite you to answer this question. How is your life in this season? Not just right now, not just today, because maybe you're feeling a little grouchy or maybe you're super excited about something, but we want to kind of look at this season like generally a season is like three months, right? So if you're kind of looking at this season, answer that question. Is your life fruitful? And if so, what are the fruits? Pause me, answer the question. Now, I, I really love to think of fruits, the fruits of the spirit. Now, I went to vacation Bible school as a kid. I don't know if anybody else did, but there was a song. Maybe you know it. It was love, joy, peace, and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Oh, oh. And I just love that because that stays in my head so well. And when I personally am thinking like, is my life fruitful? I look at those fruits. Am I joyful? Am I peaceful? Am I patient? Am I kind? Am I practicing self-control? You know, some of those things. And that just helps me to create awareness from a loving, compassionate place, not of self-judgment, like you're not fruitful and you suck. No, it's like, are you fruitful? Let's kind of check in. And I also like to look at being fruitful 
just like how a tree produces fruit that, you know, it's giving something to others. I look at what am I giving to others? Like, how am I contributing to my family, to my community, to the world, right? Um, And so I look at things like this podcast, is it helping other women? Or coaching, like what are their, what are my clients' results in in yoga, um, with the forest school that we're creating for our children, with our with my children themselves, right? Those are my little fruits. One of them, I mean, their name is even Mango. <laughs> so I really look at all these different parts, and for me, that is really my definition of what fruitful is. And you're going to have your own definition, which is also great, you know. So it doesn't have to look just like mine. Now, what does an unfruitful life look like? What does a neglected life look like? Pause me and answer this. I think of an extremely neglected life looking like a neglected building. The building is there. Your body may be there. And you know, I mean, there's even a name for this, right? Like walking dead. I I guess it's referring to that kind of like you're there, but you're not really there. And so I think of an extremely neglected life like that. There's a building that is old, it's abandoned, and there are weeds growing up like all over this building. I don't know if you guys are in the city, but I live in the country, so we see a lot of abandoned old farm buildings and farmhouses, and weeds start growing up, taking over this house. It looks kind of dodgy and scary. You don't know like what's inside, if it's a wild animal or just a wild human, but you don't really want to go in because also the building, the structure is falling apart, and you don't want it to fall down. Like It could just fall down on you at any moment. And then I like to think of a somewhat neglected life, you know, one that's not like so bad, like this house, but like somewhat neglected is like an apple tree that has poison ivy growing around the the trunk of the tree, right? And so the vine that started, like it was never pulled up when it was small, so it had time to establish. And this poison ivy has wrapped itself around this apple tree to the point where it's choking the tree. And this can ultimately kill the tree. But right now it hasn't totally killed it. Like the tree is there. It's just unable to produce fruit because it's struggling just to keep everything in order. It's like, I'm trying to get some sun. I'm trying to get some nutrients. I'm trying to, I'm doing my best. And it has too many things to do now because it also has this vine that's sucking the life out of it. And this tree is just overwhelmed. And the tree doesn't really know what the problem is. If only it could ask someone who knows what the problem is, who could help them to cut this vine down, then maybe she could breathe better and start producing fruit again. Does this ring a bell? Do any of you have a little similarity (laughs) with this apple tree? And then ask yourself, like, are you growing? Are you growing right now? Now, I can tell you that if you are listening to this podcast, you are growing at least a little bit, if not a lot, okay? So no one listening to this podcast right now is completely stagnant in your life, like that old abandoned home, because if you were, you wouldn't even take the time to listen to this podcast, to listen to some mind food, some brain food for you to help you grow, right? So we know that you're not there. But maybe you are feeling a little bit or a lot like the apple tree. So is there an area of your life that you're neglecting? 
could your life be more fulfilling? And if the answer is yes, in what area? Okay, there are several main areas of life. And these areas are, I'll just tell you so that you have an idea, because sometimes we feel like uh, there's a little something, but I don't know what area. I just feel a little funky, <laughs> right? So they're relationships, finances, career, physical health, mental health, spirituality, time management, and routine responsibilities. So if your life could be more fulfilling, in which of those areas could you be more satisfied? In which of those areas could you grow? And if you've ever had a a coaching consultation with me, you know that we go through these areas one at a time. We take time to really see what's going on to create that awareness. And by doing this, I'm really able to laser in because I'm like from an outside perspective, right? I'm not in all your emotional stories and like why this area could never be better. Like I'm able to see what your exact challenge is and where your opportunity for growth is, right? Like if I was the harborist, I see the... Is that what you call a tree person? I think that's right, (laughs) Harborist. But if I was a tree specialist and I see this vine wrapped around the tree, I know exactly what to do, right? I'm going to come cut down the vine. I'm going to give it more fertilizer. I'm going to protect it. Okay, so it's the same. Like when you have a coach who's able to see like, okay, this is the challenge. Let's work on this. This is where you can grow, right? So the definition of fulfilling is making someone satisfied or happy because of fully developing their character or abilities. This is according to like Oxford or Webster or something, somewhere I got it off of Google. So fulfillment, I mean, I already feel this like in my core, but I was happy to see that I agreed with their definition because, you know, sometimes you read it and you're like, I don't know. But with that, I'm like, yes, fulfillment definitely requires development and growth, right? And this is what it's all about. Are you developing your character in this stage of life? Maybe in a previous stage, you you were growing. Maybe when you were in college or high school or just a couple of years ago, you were growing and you were learning. And now maybe you haven't learned anything for a while, the past year or since prior to COVID. And maybe you aren't growing in this stage. So are you improving any of those areas? Like, are you improving your mental strength? Do you see improvements? This is how you know if you're improving because you will feel yourself getting stronger. You know, it's like one of the students in yoga teacher training said to me yesterday, I actually feel myself getting stronger. And you know, you've all experienced that in your body at some point. You've you've been doing the work. You feel it. You're like, it's easier now to do a push-up or chaturanga because I have the strength. And it's the same when you're strengthening your mind. If you're growing in your mental strength, you feel more confident, more able to handle anything, whether it's easy or hard. So you experience the improvements. The other question you can ask yourself to know, like, am I really growing? You can know that because other people are going to reflect that to you. Other people will see your growth, Right. And it's not that we grow for other people, but our growth is a gift to all those people around us. 
so my family and friends, like my closest friends who really have known me for a really long time, right? They've, all of them have made comments to me like, you've grown so much in the past few years. Your energy is so good. I love being around you. And I'm not saying that to make myself sound amazing. I'm just saying it because this people tell you when they experience your shift, your growth, right? And I also know that it's so much more pleasant for my family, like my immediate family that I grew up with, to be around this version of me. Because the older version of me, when I was like, you know, in my 20s and stuff, like my dynamics then were more, I was reactive. I was a fighter. I also was loving and caring and all of that too. It wasn't just bad, but I was definitely more defensive and I was a runner. If things got hard, I left, you know, I needed to grow in my character and in my skills of communication, of learning how to stop taking things personally, learning how to hold space, which I did a whole episode on, episode number 10. If you haven't listened, go listen to that and use that skill, holding space, to jumpstart your growth, okay? And it's not that now I'm perfect. I'm definitely, I will never be perfect and neither will you. We will always continue to make mistakes, right? The point is that when we grow, we feel fulfilled, peaceful, and content, And that ripples out to the people who we love. And then we just come to like a deeper awareness and understanding and acceptance that we are always going to grow until the day we die. There is no destination. It is the process. We are not trees. We are humans. And just like trees, I believe that we must grow to feel what a lot of you call is good, right? And when we're talking, I'm like, good isn't a feeling. What's the actual feeling? But you know, when you just feel better in life, when you're like, man, I just feel better. Like I feel more peaceful, happier, whatever, right? This is because you're growing. You see progress. If you feel like crap right now in life, like generally in the season, you're like, I just feel like funky. Like I don't feel very excited about life. I can guarantee you that you're not growing. Okay, so all you you need to do is start growing to feel better. One of the antonyms of fulfilling is neglected. Okay, and I told you about this, this definition of fulfilled. So I just love, love, love this antonym because I totally resonate with it. Um, I see in myself and in my clients that we're always able to create a more fulfilled life and more satisfaction, no matter what area it's in, by simply nurturing that area more, right? Because that area has been neglected. That's why it's suffering. So when we're able to give that area more attention, we're like, It's like magic. Wow, it's better in this area. You may have heard people say that fulfillment is an art, right? And this is because fulfillment or satisfaction, whatever word you want to use, I'm kind of switching it up because I feel like I've used fulfillment a lot. And I don't want you to just start to hear a word and it loses its meaning. So that's why I'm I'm using different words to say the same thing. But whatever you call it, fulfillment, satisfaction, it is a skill, Okay, the skill is acquired by experience, awareness, and observation. 
So when we're looking at fulfillment, fulfillment is really regularly realigning with these areas that we talked about earlier. It's giving the right amount of attention to an area that needs to grow while and without neglecting another important area of your life, right? Because if we do that, then that other area is going to start to suffer. And I see people having a challenge with that. They get like too much in one area and then that area that was doing well before you know it, that area is not doing well, right? So we need to have that awareness. And that's why we practice yoga for the awareness to be able to observe like what's happening here. Where do I need to make a tweak? And so I do this personally every couple of months or as needed. If I start to feel out of balance or funky, just going to those areas that I read to you and rating them, I can very easily see like, okay, where am I not nurturing? What part of myself and my life am I not nurturing? There are so many parts to us and all of those parts need to be nurtured and paid attention to for overall satisfaction and well-being and contentment. Okay, so I just want to tell you those areas again that we go through. So you have in your head relationships, finances, career, physical health, mental health, spirituality, time management, routine responsibilities. And these are the areas that we go through. Like I was saying, with with clients and consultations and when we're coaching, we will see that many clients are... Actually, it's like everybody, okay? We see that they're thriving or at least doing pretty good in many areas. And then we always discover like one or two areas where they're just totally unfulfilled. It's not like they're doing pretty good. It's like they're really not fulfilled. They could lower their standards and they could say like, it's okay if I compare myself to everybody else, I guess it's okay. Okay, stop doing that because we're, we want to like really grow. We want to be super fruitful trees. And on the inside, if you feel like there's more to life, like Brandy was saying last week in the podcast, right? She was like, I just knew that there was more to life than what I was experiencing. And if you feel that too, that is valid. You feel that for a reason, okay? So just because somebody else, like the people around you who you're hanging out with are like okay with a mediocre life, that doesn't mean you have to be, okay? And we'll talk about the power of the people who you surround yourself at some point too. But what we see many times is like the career And I'm just going to give you like a random example, okay, of somewhere where you see like some areas that are thriving and some areas that are not and that the um, imbalance. So we might see that the career, the physical health and the finances are booming for the specific person, right? She's like a boss. She's fit. She's rich. She's killing it. She's just like in her um, entrepreneurial world. And in this world, she's just awesome and on fire, right? (laughs) But then we look at her relationships and they're just a mess and painful. Like she, it's just a a pain point for her. And she always seems to be at odds with someone. She just like can't get along with people. She's always like having a fight with her mom or her husband. And so she just avoids them. Like she'd rather just work than spend time with them. Right? So your relationships might be, maybe you're like this, or maybe it's a different area. Her relationships are are neglected, right? Whether it's extremely neglected or a little neglected, they're neglected. They're not getting the attention required and the nurturing required to thrive, to grow. 
And what we do is we just start focusing on that area and nurturing that area and it's magic. As soon as we start choosing to put more focus into that area and she starts to focus on her relationships and she intentionally creates more growth in that area, it's like, wow, everything shifts, right? And after some time of being consistent, they're like, wow, I just feel overall more balanced and satisfied and fulfilled in life. This is what creates a fulfilling happy life, whatever word you want to use, right? This is what, it, what creates that. It's the balance, nurturing all the areas of you. You can't just neglect your relationships if you're like the example and think you're going to work yourself into fulfillment. You will constantly feel that lack and you're avoiding it. But once you look at it, you're like, yeah, I'm totally avoiding it. And I feel unsatisfied because of this area. Now, I know that some of you who are go-getters, you are high achievers and you're strivers, and the word satisfying alone might be triggering for you, right? And I definitely used to think, why in the world would I want to be satisfied? Like, if I was satisfied, then I'd stop growing. And you may be saying something similar to that, or like, I'll never be satisfied, and I love that about myself. And that's totally fine. You can keep on never being satisfied and constantly feeling like you are never enough and like you need to achieve more and more and you need to get more recognition and just keep on trying to like find that fulfillment, the, the need to be enough through doing more and striving and still never feel an ounce of long-term fulfillment. You can totally do that, okay, if that's what you want to do. Or you can use that amazing hunger that you have for growth And you can reframe that so it's working for you instead of against you by reframing it in your brain to exactly that, to a desire to grow instead of I'll never be satisfied, right? So they feel very different. One, where you're like, I'm never going to be satisfied and I love that about myself. One is discontent and you'll never have enough. You will, it does not matter what you achieve, what you get, it will never be enough and you will never be enough. And the second is the desire to grow, right? And it's, I'm exactly where I need to be right now in this stage of life. And I'm going to keep growing. I'm going to keep learning. I'm going to keep sharing and enjoying the process and reaching my fullest potential over and over and over again. Okay, so try that on. Try that on. It's going to change really everything, how you feel and how you connect with this beautiful hunger that you have in a way that's going to help you instead of hurting you. Now, this brings us to the skill that's required to live fulfilled. Are you ready? (laughs) This skill is the skill of gratitude and appreciation. And we call the Santosha in yoga contentment. Okay, so if you change your expectations for appreciation, this creates an internal shift and that internal shift feels peaceful, content and fulfilled. And you may feel it in your body as a calm, as a coolness. You may feel it as water. I've heard a few people this week describe it as a feeling of water pouring down their head and into their body. So get still, see what it feels like for you and play with this, right? But if you do not cultivate the skill of appreciation, 
It does not matter what you do because you will still be focusing on the negative. And I know this is where a lot of you are at. And this is what I constantly have to train myself to focus on appreciation instead of expectation, right? There are some of those like fairy unicorns out there who you just have this naturally, where you are just naturally able to focus on the positive. And that is so amazing. What a gift to have. And for the rest of us, like we have to work at this. We have to work to focus on the positive, to focus on appreciation and to train ourselves so that that is our constant, so that that is our go-to, that we are looking for what's working instead of what's not working and being negative and frustrated all the time. If you realize that your relationships are suffering right now and that's the area you want to create more fulfillment in, you must change your focus. You must focus on what you want and what is working, what you are creating, instead of what isn't working and what's happening that you don't want, right? You've already been doing that. You've already been focusing on what isn't working. And that's why you're avoiding those relationships because they suck. (laughs) They don't feel good, right? So you must start focusing on what is working and having gratitude for whoever that person is that you're in a relationship with, that you choose to be in a relationship with. If you're choosing to be in a relationship, you might as well make it a healthy, happy one, right? This is the most simple and powerful thing and tool that I can offer you. It is replacing expectations of like, oh, you did it again, whatever, for appreciation. If you think that fulfillment in this area lies somewhere in the future at some destination, you're never going to find it, right? If you think that, you know, I'm just going to stick with relationships, but apply this to the area that is relevant for you, whether it's money or time management or routine responsibilities, whatever it is. If you think like in the future, sometime, eventually I'm going to feel satisfied, you are not ever going to create that. Fulfillment happens today. It happens now by changing your focus. The skill of gratitude requires effort. The same as doing yoga asana builds your muscle. You must train yourself to see the positive, to see what's working, to appreciate it, and then to actually feel it in your body. Okay, There must be that part of feeling it, of activating the emotional brain. This is why maybe you've like kept a gratitude journal for a year and you're like, it's not working. <laughs> well, it's not working if you just keep it in your head and it's just like in the cognitive realm up there. It's like chanting a mantra or something without taking action on it or feeling it in your body. You must practice feeling the gratitude in your body, right? You practice it by like getting still for a moment and like, how do I feel in my body right now? How does gratitude feel? And then it brings it into the emotional brain. And this is when you start to act from that place of being grateful. And like, I'm a grateful person now. This is just who I am. I'm an appreciative person now. I focus on the positive in people, on what is working, You are going to want to be around yourself a whole lot more. I'm telling you when you start practicing this and other people will too. But like when you feel that in your own body, it's a joy to be you. It's so fun being you because you're seeing what's working in the world and you're seeing and bringing out the positive in people. 
Now, if you haven't read Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, I highly, highly, highly suggest this book. We read it in our book club, and it is just a very powerful book. Viktor Frankl trained himself to find meaning, to find purpose, to find peace, while he was a prisoner in a Nazi concentration camp during World War II. Okay, like, did you hear that? He, he trained himself to find peace and fulfillment and meaning while he was in a concentration camp. Like, do you know what he was going through? We so often think we just need to change our circumstances to create fulfillment, right? And if Viktor Frankl was like, I just need to be out of this concentration camp and that's how I'm going to find fulfillment, he would have been miserable, absolutely miserable. And he may have done like a lot of people then and killed themselves and run into the electric fence, right? It's freaking miserable. And we have other things that like may be considered a little bit more insignificant, where we have a challenge. It may not be like a concentration camp, but maybe it feels very painful for us and way more painful than Viktor Frankl felt because he chose to focus on the positive and the purpose in it, right? And we may be in a stage right now where we're like, okay, you know, I just need to change my circumstances. I just need more money. I just need, um, I just should have been born into another family, right? I just should have, if my family was just more happy, if they were more positive, if they liked yoga or whatever the thing is, right? If they weren't Republican, if they weren't Democrat, whatever, like maybe I would be happier. But what if you don't need any of your circumstances to change for you to be fulfilled? What if you don't need more money? Like, what if you can be broke, broke, broke and fulfilled and peaceful because you know that getting laid off from your job is going to ultimately be the best thing that ever happened for you because you didn't like that job anyways. And now you're creating a new business and you're being an entrepreneur for the first time and you're broke right now, but you know that in a year from now, you're not going to be broke that this is painful and you're growing at the same time. What if your mom doesn't need to change at all, but you change and you begin to appreciate her for exactly who she is instead of expecting or wanting or desiring for her to change to be who you want her to be? And you guys, I'm sharing that one from my personal experience. That was me, right? I needed to change into and cultivate that appreciation of exactly who you are, who my mom is without wanting her to change. And it changed my life. It changed our relationship. If Viktor Frankl can find peace, contentment, and fulfillment in a concentration camp, you can do it too by changing your focus. And again, I regularly remind you, do not use this podcast or anything that you hear against yourself, okay? If you want to go to that victim role where you're like, but I'm in an abusive relationship and you're telling me to enjoy it, no, that is not what I'm saying. If you are in an abusive relationship, I am not saying to find peace in that relationship. Apply this episode to you in the way that you need it right now which may be to find peace and contentment in your ability to be resourceful and your ability to get out of that relationship, that you are worthy of respect, that you can grow, okay? There are no excuses on this, on this um, podcast, okay? You can do it, right? Wherever you're at. 
apply this to you. So whether it's practicing looking for and focusing on your power and your ability or the good in other people in the world, the skill to see what is possible is a skill that can be built. Because when you're able to do this, when you're able to build this skill of seeing what is working, what is possible, appreciation and gratitude, you will see those abandoned and neglected parts of your life as your potential for growth. And remember, growth is what creates fulfillment. There is no destination. There is no waiting for something to happen to experience fulfillment. Fulfillment happens today. So sisters out there listening, nurture all the parts of you. You've got this. I love you. Send me an email. Let me know how you're doing. What's up? selenakipnis at gmail.com. Talk to you next week. Namaste.